¿Cómo estás? How you doing, Danny? Your mic sounds really nice and crisp. Yeah. Well, it's 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 all about the sound quality for podcasts. You know, if it's it doesn't have to be the perfect, but just you know, so people can listen and stick around. That's it. I agree. Yep. I can't wait for for your next episode with a good microphone. Did you find any jobs? Or are you still hanging around? Or how is the situation there? The situation is that they're not hiring right now. I'm trying. Like I go on job boards. Yeah, basically I try to find anybody who's offering work. But I'll tell you, man, most of it is IT related. And that's not really my field. I don't really care about it, but it's where the money is. All right, Danny. So imagine imagine a Chinese Chinese guy in Wuhan. He was he was eating a soup with with a bath and some cheddar. And then now I'm jobless. <laughs> you want to blame it on the one guy? Well, yeah. I mean, that's the funny part. <laughs> like the whole world is affected by one guy, probably. Honestly, we don't have a lot of information to confirm that. But I think they're just a random individual eating wildlife. Because they have this, this market where you can find basically anything. Which is nuts. It's a big difference in, in culture. But you're like, fuck that Chinese guy. I mean, not exactly, but yeah, he, he just fucked up every, everybody here. I mean, the whole world, everybody just stuck in their homes, you know, being bored and no money. And it was just still waiting for that stimulus check, which is not coming anytime soon. What happened? I thought it was going to come in April. And today I, someone said it was going to come in June. I'm not exactly sure how it works, but some people say that it's going to come in the next two weeks. Once we're going to get the check, then every everything is going to come back to normal. And then, you know, because we need money now, not after after a month or two months. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think a lot of Bulgarians also don't know this, but Trump passed a bill. Congress approves the bill, but it's Trump who suggested the bill, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Trump suggested a bill where I think $2 trillion were going to be essentially handed out to small businesses, large businesses, and individuals as well, like families. In America? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just trying to give people background in Bulgaria so they know what we're talking about with this like stimulus package. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So there is, there is many stimulus packages. I think he said that $1,200 is going to go to families and individuals if you have kids. And then they're supporting small businesses. I think they're offering a $10,000 forgivable if you're paying it on, on business expenses. But there is application and some people say that you got to apply because money can run out and then you're going to leave you behind and, and all that. There is no <laughs> specification. They just, just apply, bro. Just, you know, if you go to YouTube, <laughs> yeah. type in, bro, just go to this website. You know, you, you don't have a 500 employee. It doesn't matter, bro. Just apply. You never know what's going to happen, you know? The whole situation is so funny, but it's it's so absurd how everything just went from zero to 70, basically, you know. I think everywhere in the world, it was really shocking. But America, I think definitely was one of the countries that got it the worst. I think also people's unhealthy lifestyles, how they always think it's never going to be on them. And then suddenly their neighbor gets Corona and they're like, fuck me. Right. I don't. Did, did you watch the video of these guys that were partying in Miami? Oh, the, the young break? guys, the students. Yeah, yeah they were they're like, like, fuck oh, Corona. Man. We'll be fine. Yeah, they're like, fuck Corona, man. We'll be fine. <laughs> I'm here to party, bro. Like all the bars <laughs> are closed, but you know, 
I'm having a great time here. The beaches are closed. I don't know what the fuck you're doing on the streets, bro. You feel like a homeless, you know? You just well, they're basically out. like drunk out of their fucking mind. They don't know what the fuck is going on. Right. I mean, they're fun for us though. But but yeah. guess what? They are the reason Corona is gonna spread and be even like worse and more intense in the states. It's a lot of people like that. They it's don't already getting it. worse, bro. Like. I think two days ago was the top death was in wasn't in the United States. It was two thousand a day. That's even bigger than any other country. Italy was was about seven hundred to eight hundred maximum. You guys just passed Italy. Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday yeah. you passed you passed Italy in in the and, in the shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, America always want to be first, you know, in everything. Yeah, I was gonna say Toronto. I had a joke about it. Yeah, America always wants to be number one. They're number one again. <laughs> number one. <laughs> Number one in dead people. <laughs> well, now it's more than five hundred thousand people being affected, and I think. Oh that, shit! Yeah, it was like a week ago. It was like two hundred thousand. Well, it's jumping exponentially. It's <clears throat> it's going from two to four to eight to sixteen to thirty-two and sixty-four and so on. It's doubling every three days. And the thing is, there is no coordination between the federal and then the state, especially um, the governor from from New York. He's he's asking Trump for ventilators. The guy is saying, "Hey, we need fifty thousand ventilators, basically, for for our patient." And Trump is saying, mm, "You guys don't need all that. You know, that's a lot." And eventually, they need them for hospitals, right? Right for hospitals, and okay. you know, a ventilator can cost up to thirty thousand dollars. It's a lot of money. And you know, you know what they did? Like the governor from New York, he, I think his name is Cuomo or something. And then he Cuomo, was ordered, yeah, he was ordering them from from China. And uh. yeah, and then what happens? They were the states were outbidding each other. For example, you know, he was he said that he gonna get it for twenty three thousand. Then China was like, okay, we'll send it to you. And then the next day he was receiving an email saying, hey, California just outbid you. They're going to pay $25,000. And the federal is saying, hey, uh, GM is going to make a lot of ventilator. Everything is great. We ha- we got this, you know? That's the false optimism from Trump is killing everybody. Like he's just saying America is great. We got this, bro. We got this. And make America not sick again. I'm waiting for the hats. Make America not sick again, or healthy. Make America healthy again. Yeah, I think that the other countries was enforcing the uh, quarantine for people. Like you cannot leave your your house, and you can only go to get groceries or something very very essential. Let uh, me tell you something, my friend. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, yes. On the news, they're gonna be like, it's effective. Like quarantine, it's in effect. You have to stay in your house. It's like in a way, they're like, it's illegal to go outside. But you can't make it illegal to go outside because you have to buy groceries. And then they're like, fine, we'll just have you buy groceries. But, you know, if we see you being leisurely, like having fun outside, uh, we'll fine you. They had really high fines in Bulgaria. I think they brought down the number because it was like a ridiculous like number, like 5,000 of like Bulgarian currency. If, they, if you get caught outside just having fun, not doing anything productive, not staying at home. But guess what? You can't technically enforce everybody to do that now if i if i just want to be a dick about it and go outside and walk around town and just kick a ball around no one can really stop you from getting out of your house and doing it but everybody's in it together we're all like you know what man i don't want to fuck you up i don't want to get you sick i don't want to get myself sick 
because I live with people, so I don't want to get them sick. So I have a responsibility to keep myself and then also other people safe. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, but America, I think, yeah. is like you can't tell me what to do. America has always been like anti-government, but you know, from your mom's basement with like the exactly guns. Exactly the case. Yeah. They're like, guess what? I'm fucking America. You can't tell me I can't fucking go out. I'm gonna go buy all the fucking groceries, and I'm gonna go out and get fucking drunk and take walks and go to the park or whatever. You yeah. know, my girlfriend went to the park the other day the art museum and she couldn't find a parking spot it was hella full and i was just like don't go don't get out of your car go somewhere else or go home because those are only two safe options like either go somewhere with no people or go home yeah what are these people thinking it was like a saturday and of course people are used to going to the art museum park on saturday but i'm like yeah. are you crazy you know what's happening out there you gotta be more careful so i think america's attitude that's killing americans now more than anything else. I mean, maybe Trump's also helping, but <laughs> yeah. Well, even the uh, if if you look at the there was uh, something on the news about having a huge rise on the uh, purchases of the guns now in America. Oh, so, of course, man. Holy yeah. Shit. So when people heard that you're gonna be home and self quarantine, and the government is gonna be enforcing all that, then people are going to get guns for themselves america is is a weird country bro it's it's unlike anything out there in the show uh was it doomsday preppers no i haven't seen that never seen that it's it was on netflix maybe it still is by the way netflix in bulgaria and netflix in america are different people don't know that you can watch certain shows in america that you can't watch in bulgaria and vice versa it's kind of messed up i miss watching the office yeah same thing in morocco but um, we still have the. I think you, if you if you use a VPN, then you can use the uh, United States location, and then you can log in, and then you can watch the Office. The I'm war- not a hacker, but if you want to tell me after the podcast how to do that, maybe I'll do it. <laughs> it's not very technical, but I, but I can show bro, you. Well, you're technical. I'm not. I'm a. I'm a dummy. I don't know. I'm a moron too. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, I, I like when when Joe Rogan, whenever he is he's talking about something very very serious or something political, he just saying, "I'm just a moron, bro. Don't listen to me. Don't, <laughs> you know, my opinion yeah. doesn't matter. You know." <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I, I want to imply that too. That I'm like, listen, I have opinions, yeah. but I'm not an expert. You know, that's exactly what I said when I was um, doing just kind of a short video explaining what a podcast is because i had a lot of you know response from people saying hey bro one hour was was too long for me to watch i was like bro you don't have to watch it you just have to listen you know (laughs) if i'm posting on youtube then you know the only thing that people can do is uh for example if they're using their phone then they cannot get off the app to Instagram or Facebook and keep listening because a lot of people don't have the premium mm-hmm. subscription thing. But then if they're watching on their in their laptop, then they can open a new you know tab and browse the internet, which is very different because not a lot of people are familiar with Spotify and Apple Podcasts in Morocco. Morocco doesn't have a lot of podcasts, so yeah. that's why one of the reasons I decided to do it in in uh, in Moroccan Arabic or Darija just to make people mm. be familiar with the concept of of podcasts or radio just a random dude you know saying his thoughts on the, on the microphone and sharing it with the, with the whole world but i had i had issues with where should i post it because a lot of people are on youtube but then if you're doing youtube you gotta do a video 
And then, you know, podcast, if I'm only posting it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, then I'm not going to get a lot of traffic, which defeats the purpose, you know? Mm -hmm. So I got to do it on, on both of them, basically. Okay. Let me ask you this. Have you thought about doing your podcast in English so you can reach a bigger audience? And also, have you tried maybe doing like a mix? No, half the time, maybe English, half the time, maybe Moroccan. So you can appease both crowds and well, reach more people. That is way. It, is it, are you talking about the same podcast or a different one with just English? Because if, if someone from America is listening to my podcast and then suddenly just shift to Moroccan dairy, Moroccan dairy then you're going to be lost and just quit everything. But if you're saying that I should create a new podcast in English, this may be a good idea. Yeah. I wasn't thinking a new one, but now that you mentioned it, I guess it's worth thinking about it or having your podcast. And then you kind of explain like one day a week, I'm going to be doing English. And then the other you know, day of the week, I'm just going to be doing Moroccan. So just don't listen that, that day I of see. the week. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I think... I, I would love to listen to your podcast, but I can't because yeah. I don't understand yeah, the language. The language and I, but I would like to hear what you have to say. So then yeah. I'm just kind of like, man, I can only wish and dream about it. I can be a frequent guest. I will have you as a frequent guest just because I think we have stuff to talk about. And also, I like talking to you about it because you're doing sort of the same thing as me, but in your own way. But we're both in it together. And we started doing it around the same time. I don't, I don't, what a coincidence, bro. Like... I was I was just working on it and then Kelly was sending me a message saying, Hey, did was that a podcast? Everything was in Arabic, but I mean she saw the logo or something and she was like, Did did you start a podcast? I was like, Yeah, hell yeah. And she was like, Danny did too. I was like, What? <laughs> How did that happen? Like 'cause yeah, we essentially started at the same time and didn't know about it. Yeah, true. And also I I think I was watching an episode from, from Joe Rogan and they were talking about the podcast culture. And then Jamie was like, hey, did you know that the number of podcasts is now 1 million podcasts in America? And everybody was shocked because everybody's in quarantine. And now this is where you can make content, you know, basically. Because yes. you have more free time. You do, but you're also not doing that much. Like not doing as much as you would normally do if you're outside getting exactly. ideas maybe for it. Also, I mean, staying at home just makes you lazy and you don't want to do anything. Just play video games and do some passive shit. It can. Uh, when when I'm outside and being physical and moving around and driving and shit and, you know, keeping myself active, when I come home, I can do a lot of shit. Or maybe I think that just the productivity is the same. I think it's different because in Bulgaria, having a car is nice and I think it's possible. However, if you're living in the big city, like I'm living in Sofia, I don't need a car. I can just take the metro you know, the subway basically everywhere. If I can't get to somewhere, I can take a bus. It's virtually less expensive than taking care of a car long-term. True, like with the insurance and maintenance and all that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I don't have to pay insurance. True. I might have to pay for my ticket or I can get a card. It's like yeah. this thing that you pay more money up front and you can use it longer. And it's like a little ID thing you scan on buses and stuff. I see. It's like a subscription model, basically. It lasts a month, two, maybe three months. I don't know. I guess it depends how much you pay. Like you pay up more money now, but in the long run, it saves you money because if you bought a ticket every time in three months, you would have spent a lot more money. Yeah. I mean, the same here. If I was living in, in, in a bigger city like New York, Chicago or whatever, I wouldn't, I wouldn't need a car, basically. Just the subway, the bus, exactly as, as you said. 
Right. But here's the catch. How many cities in America are there where you really wouldn't need a car? Like you can get to work on time and appointments, doctor, dentist, anything, True. and you don't need a car. Like, I mean, I, I could probably name all those cities on like one or both of my hands. Yeah. True. Yeah. People uh, yeah. think that, that, that America is exactly like New York everywhere, whenever you go. Like, <laughs> That's you know, my favorite misconception. Yeah. And, and, I, and honestly, I had the same idea. When I was, when I was in Morocco, I was just picturing New York, big cars, buildings, everybody's running. And then when I got to Raleigh, I was kind of shocked because, you know, the streets are, are very big. There's a lot of nature, a lot of lakes and small buildings. I mean, we have the downtown, but it's not that big comparing to, to mm-hmm. other places. Like, oh, bro, this is very different. I was thinking it's it's not going to be like that. But over time, I got used to it. And actually, I love it because I've been to New York and I did not like it because it's a, it's a fast-paced place to live in. The moment you start the week, it's already gone. Mm. I think I slowly fell in love also with Raleigh, Cary, the Triangle area. Yeah. Because, because it has so much nature. I didn't know exactly what to expect. Yeah, when I was younger, I definitely thought it was like Chicago or something, you know, yeah. like a big city, plenty of American things like burgers, hot dogs, fries. Raleigh area is really cool because there are many different cultures and people from other places. In a way, I think that area is like a real melting pot. There are parts of the country, yeah. probably mostly white people yeah. or mostly any other race. And because it's a, it's, a, it's a college town, you know, there's the NC State and stuff. So it's, it's a lot of people living there, Indian, you know, Asian people, European French people, you know, also Moroccans, Bulgaria. You can you can find everybody there, you know. Actually, a lot more Moroccans than other nationalities. True, I think true. So many Moroccans, and they're all like, where are you from? Morocco. And I'm like, Morocco. Oh. Morocco. I worked with two Moroccan guys at Food Lion for three years, and there was this cafe me and my dad went to, yeah. and that always had like seven or eight Moroccan guys always sitting at the same table outside, always like the same group of guys wearing like track suits and speaking Arabic. <laughs> yeah. They, it, it, there's a lot of Moroccan. Um, I, I came to Raleigh because my brother was living here. But other than that, if I, if I would go, I would definitely go to a big city and then make the jump to a smaller city or something. But then a lot of people are moving from big cities like New York. Mm-hmm. I saw a meme saying stop immigration to Raleigh and there's, you know, the highway is so packed, you know, everybody's coming. And I was looking to some numbers and I found that Raleigh was ranked second as best city to live in in the whole world in terms of quality of life. You said second? Yeah, second. Yeah, it's it's so fucking crazy because I was shocked, like, what, seriously? And yeah. I, I I did my research and it, it turns out to be true. I can send you the link afterwards. So oh, please, you, yes. Yeah. Yeah, please. How did you Let find... me know that I ran away from the second best place <laughs> in the world. Can make you more depressed. <laughs> rub it in my face. <laughs> oh my God. You uh, so mad. I am. I'm like, fuck. And now I can't even come back. Jeez. Yeah, because of the uh, thing. How did you find the jump? Like, did it meet your expectation moving from the USA to Bulgaria? How was it like in general? The move from the U.S. to Bulgaria? I think unfortunately it's too early to tell because most of what I've been doing since I've been back is sitting at home because I have no choice. Like I have to stay safe. 
I do look for jobs. People aren't hiring right now. I'm just going to have to live off my savings for a while. I guess that's fine. It gives me more time to work on the podcast, exercise, stay fit, do other yeah. things, I suppose, which is nice. And it's kind of cool because if you've noticed, things around the world are starting to get better. It's because humans aren't moving as much about destroying nature. And yeah, like in terms of polluting, of, uh, polluting and then the... Uh animals going out and stuff same as italy i think they saw some dolphins hanging around in in uh, the city where there is water i think venice or something oh venice yeah i think yeah venice yeah venice we know it's you know it's funny is uh they're making all these memes where it's like dolphins are coming back to italy and then aliens are coming back to earth or something <laughs> like they're ridiculous it's kind of neat bro <laughs> But yeah, I do miss a lot of Raleigh area, especially where I live next to the lake. Yeah, that was a good spot. Side, yeah, the spot was really good because it was a lot of trees in nature. But you know what I miss a lot? Driving. Really? You did? Driving in the Triangle area. Driving in Raleigh, carried like all the Durham Apex stuff. Yeah. That's fun because it's an easy drive. I had like shitty experiences on the road and crashes and stuff. Yeah, some of those have been my fault. But as far as like danger generally driving or how hard you have to pay attention most of the time it's really like relaxing and leisurely yeah it's fun it's fun i I was i was when i I was just driving i was like man this is gonna be because i was not driving in morocco i had my driver license but it was a bullshit driver license you know you go there (laughs) you know some some random dude you give him money and then some few courses about how to deal with the car and all that but i did not learn shit back there but then when i when i when i got here my brother was helping me getting used to driving and all that and i found it really fun and easy especially with automatic transmission (laughs) i love oh my god it's 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 like it's like playing video games i'm tired of manly guys being like bro if you can't drive stick shift you're a fucking pussy. I don't have to drive stick shift. I have an automatic. Fuck you. I'm enjoying my ride. I don't have to constantly shift the gears. And I haven't driven a shift. So I probably shouldn't talk about it. Like, I know what I'm talking about. I don't. It, well, but I like my automatic. Yeah. It's, it's the same as the guys. The guys saying that I would never get an electric car just because it's not making any sound. I need the sound, bro. Like, it, you know, burning <laughs> the engine. I need to. That's, that's what Joe Rogan says. He's always like, I love the sound of a mechanical car. Like, I don't need it. <laughs> after like after he drove the Tesla, right? Oh, now he's like, oh, bro, I love Teslas, though. I love my Tesla. Yeah. Oh, you know what I didn't like to drive? When I was driving for Domino's. Dude. I, I had gotten time. really tired of driving for Domino's. Yeah. It's, by the way, I, 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 was, I was trying to file my taxes and I couldn't find my, my W-2. So I was trying to reach... I don't think Jason is is working there anymore. But then they gave me they gave me a number. I was trying to reach them, and I was going to voicemail. And I need to file my taxes. Yesterday I called and I talked to Emiliano. He was still there. And holy shit, nice. Yeah, he said that he he'll do some work for me. He's gonna call the owner or something, and then figure oh it gosh. out. I'm still waiting for his call because i need to file my taxes bro it's already 12 april wow yeah i filed in february kelly helped me she basically filed them for me i gave her basically all the info and she did it in like a day and i was like thanks baby (laughs) 
So I got, I already got my refund and everything. Yeah. For the listeners. Yeah. We used to work at Domino's together. Me and Simo. We used to be drivers, delivery. Yeah. I remember. It was kind of fun for a while. As soon as I saw your name on the, on those, uh, what is it called? The lockers in the back. I was like, Oh, I'm probably going to get along with this guy. Yeah, like the, the driver. Um, you, you remember? Oh, the lockers? Yeah. No, not the lockers, but like the screen where you assign you assigned. Uh, oh, deliveries oh the, yes. Yeah, the, I guess, assignment screen. They had a specific Who's name, but whatever, yeah. Well, I remember your first day, you were just standing on the corner, you know, waiting for your delivery, and I saw you from way at the door and I was like, huh, who's this guy? I just introduced myself and he said, I'm Daniel from Bulgaria. Bulgaria. I'm, I'm Daniel from Bulgaria. Bulgaria. And it's weird <laughs> how you liked how I say Bulgaria. Your reason is I like, love it. I love it. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm from Bulgaria. Bulgaria. <laughs> did you, I don't remember, did you introduce yourself as Mohammed or were you like, hey, my name is Simo? Or did you also tell me you're from Morocco? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't remember whether I said Morocco, uh, whether I said Mohammed or Simo. Were you Simo on the screen, on the assignment screen? Mohammed, everybody was calling me Simo. Even even Jason was saying Simo. I'm also, I'm sure, also people inside probably felt safe when instead of Mohammed they call you Simo. <laughs> well, I mean, they better be. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, those are times. What was the um what was your job before going to Domino's? Before Domino's I worked at I think Foodline, Foodline was my last job. Okay. That, yeah. So you your only three jobs are Foodline and then then Domino's oh. and then the uh the one you had before. I guess if you want to And get then technical. you know the construction if you will. There was that one also because so first off it was Trader Joe's for a year which was which is a grocery store. So then I worked for Food Lion for three years, uh, and then I think it was Domino's next for eight months. And then I did a construction job for three weeks, and I hated the fucking shit out of it. Yeah. And then finally I did like 14 months of building stairs, which I enjoyed, but kind of a dead end. It was nice, and I loved it because it was like manly work, but you could move up, but you got to get along with everybody. And I think some people didn't like me there, the higher-ups. I wasn't planning on staying there forever, but it was a fun skill to have. And it was a bunch of nice guys to work with. They were all a bunch of lovely fellows. Yeah, that's very good. Bef- before before Domino's, I was, um, well, when I first got to America, I was working uh, with this guy. He was a painter. And then I did not last for, for a long, probably two weeks or three weeks, the same, the same as your construction job. Yeah, some uh, of those jobs I, are shit. Yeah, I had to deal with, with another Moroccan guy, which... I was a newbie. I just got to America. I don't know a lot of culture. And he was also, he was a very traditional guy. He was in his fifties or something. And I had to stay with him all day, but he was nuts, bro. He was just bugging me all day and I hate it. But then I had a job in, in Lowe's, Lowe's food. Remember, you know that it's, it's yeah, also, know you know, no, for your Bulgarian. <laughs> From my friends, Lowe's Foods is it's a grocery store, but Lowe's is a building materials company. Yeah, it's home improvement. Yeah, but I guess they branched out and made a grocery store. Right. So I was I was working there as well, but then I got a full time job with Hertz. You know the renting what the rental company. It's a rental company. You know in the airport. Renting what? Rental car. 
Oh, car you were, rental place. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. It's Hertz and Dollar and all that. It's back so you're a car salesman. So you sold some cars. <laughs> no, not really. Just renting. <laughs> <laughs> but then I lasted for about a year. But I made the jump because I was going to school, right? And yeah. I was not able to maintain a full-time schedule, you know, dealing with wake text, homework, and then working 40 hours a week. God. And oh, I was shit. just suffering, bro. Like I was, I was working my ass off and then the management was asking for overtime and I was very overwhelmed. After getting the drive license, you know, getting used to going around the city and all that. Then I applied for a Domino's and the first person was Marshall and he was there and he, he gave me some guidance how to, you know, deal with <laughs> the things in the store. I was like, oh man, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> Well, it's funny because Marshall is like this, like he's like over six feet tall. He's yeah. a skinny white guy. And he comes from like this, I would say, traditionally white Christian family. But he's like super gay. Yep. And he was really mean. He was a really mean gay guy. Like some gay guys are like nice and sweet. He was like, what are you doing? Why aren't you folding? <laughs> guys, can we please fold? And he's like clapping his hands. He's like, guys, can we please fold some boxes, please? Can you yeah. stay busy? God, thanks. I saw him um, before coming to Bulgaria, actually. He was at the fair. Really? With his, the, I, I think NCC I saw him with fair? his boyfriend. Yeah, the NC State Fair. I saw him there with his... He was either a, like a side hoe or his main hoe, but... Side he was with some... He was with... Yeah, he was with the side chick. <laughs> side boy. Yeah. <laughs> he was with his sidekick. Closet boyfriend. Closet boyfriend. You know who I miss? I miss his brother, Sam. Sam was really nice. Sam was real. You know, the last day he was leaving the store, Marshall, he was like, hey, Simo, uh, I'm I'm leaving today. This is my last day. I was like, bro, I'm going to miss you. He was like, no, you didn't. No, you will not. <laughs> it's like, bro, right. You're just trying to be nice. It's like, yeah, you know, like it's just, you know. yeah. And then he was like, no, you will not. I was like, probably, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, not with that fucking attitude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Domino's was okay, I suppose, but I couldn't do it for a long time. I kind of felt like a loser doing it. And I didn't make that much money on all my deliveries. Like some nights I would make 35 bucks and that's just basically paying for my gas that night. It's not even, I'm not winning any money. I'm paying for the gas I spent driving around delivering pizzas. Also, don't forget about the, the maintenance. Sometimes, you know, something is wrong with the car and you have to pay 400 or 300 and this is everything you made the whole two weeks or one week, you know? Yeah, and yeah, my car eventually started having some problems. All my money would be spent fixing the car. It was a struggle. I hated it. Yeah, there's, there's the, true, the true cost or the net profit and this is, and there is what... You take home, you know. So you, mm-hmm. you think you you think you made ninety dollars today, but then if if you deduct everything from gas, from maintenance, and all that, it's gonna be basically minimum wage as everybody. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> you made like thirty bucks that day. Yeah, well, honey, yeah. I'm home. I brought down. I brought the turkey and whatever else I could afford with thirty dollars yeah. I made at work. <laughs> Sad. Dude, it's 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 nuts, bro. Mm. I think you know what was good about it yeah I think it taught me that now I know what a shitty job is and I never want to do another shitty job like that again that's very true and I think that that's why a lot of people when their kids just graduating from high school they don't go straight to university or wake tech or whatever 
they just take one year off and then they work some ch- shitty job at McDonald's or any fast food chain or drive through or some shit so they can they can live by themselves and know what the real life is like and the only way to get off is to go to school and study hard and all that i mean not it's it's not the only thing but at least you know that if you don't do certain things then you're going to be stuck in a job that you probably hate and you already have an experience over it you know i'll tell you how i see it i see it as three distinct groups of people now group 1 are people who like you said take a year off but they never go back to school like they just yeah. end up doing shitty jobs forever they get someone pregnant or they get pregnant and they just kind of like live in this cycle of yeah I'm doing this shitty job for 5 years then I'm going to do another shitty job for 5 years and then their spouse is also doing a shitty job kind of similar to them yeah and then there's a second group of people that are people that come from families with money it's usually white people and they basically just go to school and then almost immediately find a job afterwards that are, that's like in their field something like maybe like finance MBA accounting stuff like that maybe like bank teller it's something where you don't have to worry so much about money because your family's probably going to help you find a job or hire you at their own company or like you don't have a lot of worries like you just basically even if you take a year off high school you'll probably get back to school that's probably more like the third group that i want to describe is people who do take a year off but they go back to school and then they try to make the best of it but they have that experience of oh i did a shitty job now i don't want to do it again so i'm going to work hard and go to school yeah well mm-hmm. what group are you the third one i would definitely say i'm the third one because i didn't know what i wanted to do at all after high school i didn't really like most of the subjects but eventually my dad convinced me that i should come study in the states that he was going to help me out. So I was like, wow, that's a pretty cool opportunity to be offered. I picked psychology because it was like zero math involved or so I thought because I hate math. I'm pretty yeah. bad at it. <laughs> I was like, psychology seems fun. I'll try to do that. And I enjoyed doing the work. I actually enjoyed going to college. I didn't think I would. I was kind of scared because I wasn't a very good student in high school. I'd say I was like most of the time I was under a B. I was like like high C low B student but I just didn't have the confidence in myself I was kind of really worried that I was going to start college and then drop out but the work was kind of easy and I enjoyed doing it so it sort of gave me like purpose a goal I was like well I guess I'll get a bachelor's in psychology yeah and I did and uh it was fun and I worked you know part-time jobs in between but but I also wanted to do it because I wanted the experience and like the exposure of the struggle like I wanted to show myself I'm like okay I can work and go to school at the same time. And yes, it was pretty hard, but I think it just when you live in the pressure for a while, you're like okay with it. Like you accept it, it doesn't bug you as much. And like you feel like you can be doing more things, not worrying about your time. Yeah, I think I think I think we adapt and we evolve. If you put anybody in a situation, I think that they're going to adapt even with the work study thing. at first it's it's hard to deal with with your job and making sure you're paying the bills and paying the rent and all the adult responsibility and then the homework the web assign and all that but then over time it just sounds like easy to you it's uh, something that it turn into a second nature it's just what you do you know 
and even better sometimes you can enjoy it if you, if you just stay home doing nothing you're probably gonna hate it that's exactly the case of what's going on now because i want to <laughs> i want to go back to my natural life yeah as soon yeah as i miss possible. working definitely you said you said that you enjoyed your life in in, in college are you talking are you referring to wake tech or in state or boat or was there a big difference yeah man i would say wake tech was more fun because i was with all my friends and i was doing well in my classes it was more fun because i was succeeding i had a couple of hard classes that i struggled with and i didn't know if i was going to pass but i did eventually so it just felt like that much more of like a victory after the struggle yeah but nc state was kind of boring for me because i wasn't with my friends anymore i didn't really make new friends there because it seemed like i was in a when it's not a program but it's a field like the psychology field mm-hmm. it seems like it's a field that's more female dominated so i was kind right. of a guy with a few other guys with like a whole lot of girls male listeners are going to be like so what's the problem like, it's pretty good it's like competition a, yeah yeah it's like a few guys to many girls yes but I'll tell you the ratio it, the ratio was amazing i guess the ratio was great but yeah. i think it was a bad time to go to school because maybe i'd say between 2016 and 2018 was a lot of i would say anti-male hostility with the me too and similar yes. incidents like that like bill cosby it was like yeah. a If lot of all the door like, for Harvey Weinstein and you fuck it was just so much of like men being pieces of shit and i just felt like women were looking at me and the other few guys with like distrustful eyes we were like criminals especially in yeah. the psychology field probably they're diagnosing you with some kind of you know male dominance bullshit they talk about a lot of patriarchy a lot yeah. of, i've taken a lot of sociology classes and i think i've taken enough to know they're all bullshit now because they basically teach you men bad women good and that seems like a very simplistic way of presenting it but in essence i think a lot of people take that away men can be horrible angry pieces of shit and women are good <laughs> yeah and I, i wouldn't say i no wouldn't matter. say i felt super comfortable sometimes in class you know because like women at some point kind of start avoiding you you know it's like all the girls are sitting in one side of the classroom and all the boys are in the corner like they're like sort of shunning us i'm not even trying to talk to you i'm just trying i'm just here for this class yeah so i just had this like vibe of chicks standing with other chicks against guys who did nothing wrong like me and you know these few other guys in the program it's like a cult now it was back then a little bit i'm honestly glad i'm done with nc state because i i just i wanted to get the, the degree and fuck off i yeah. had no interest in keeping in touch with like staying like an alumni keeping in touch with professors or other people i was like thank you i will take my piece of paper now and i'll fuck off a lot of people are saying that the best period in college you can go through is the one in wake tech because institute is shit it just bullshit but um i i did not experience institute yet i just got a, like right now i just got an email saying congratulations on your admission to institute and we are happy oh, to have this congratulations wolf back nice congratulations <laughs> thank you okay thank by you, the way you. people that don't know uh wake tech is wake technical community college and it's a smaller more compact version of a university nc state is north carolina state university and that's where you get i guess your official higher education you can get a bunch of um what are they called simo like certificates from wake tech 
like welding yeah, like associate in, in yeah like fields. associate's degree in arts associate's degree in science engineering they're, yeah. they're like diplomas but what they're like less valuable in a way well um well to to make it easy if, if you want to do like research or something that it's not hands-on or applicable then you want to go to nc state for for wake tech there is two programs there is the applied science one uh if you want to study basically two years and go to the market and find a job or you choose to do transfer which is just studying general knowledge classes like psychology, math, physics, and stuff. And then you want to transfer to NC State, which is, which is the case for most people. And a lot of people are going through the Wake Tech thing just because it's a lot, lot cheaper. And then mm-hmm. you're not in class with as many people as NC State, I assume, right? Sometimes it's about the same number. I mean, okay. like some classes are 30 people, like it is at Wake Tech. And then there's like yeah. big lecture halls with PhD professors. I guess most professors are PhD, but yeah, like big, big name professors that teach like a class of maybe 100, 150 people. Yeah. I've had a couple of those classes where it's like a big auditorium. It's like you're watching stand up, but in a theater. It's probably a stand down. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a stand down. Uh, but yes, NC State University is a lot more expensive and the piece of paper from that school is technically more valuable than the piece of paper that you get from the community college. Community colleges are valuable because they give you the necessary skills in like two, three years, and then you can just go find a job. Usually it's it's like a more applicable set of skills, like Simo said, yeah, which and, I enjoy. And probably if you if you go through NCCs, you can have a lot of debt if you, you know, pursue a big career or you're not oh, yes. while, you know, going to school. Did you Absolutely. have any debt, Danny? When... No, I didn't have debt because uh, my dad was helping me pay for NC State. Yeah. I paid for my own classes and books when I was at Wake Tech because it was maybe five times cheaper than NC oh, State. It's a lot cheaper. Yeah, so I was able, with my part-time jobs, I was able to pay for my community college. And then I definitely needed my dad's help for the NC State. Did you have any type of financial aid or something? Yeah, I I think I got, I wouldn't call it a scholarship, but I think because they knew I was foreign. And just to mention, NC State loves foreign students. Like it doesn't matter where you're from, as long as you're not from America. They gave me a grant and a grant is basically free money. The college is giving you free money that you don't have to pay back. That's not a loan. I was offered loans. I turned those down. It comes as like a message on your student webpage yeah. and you can pick, okay, you get X amount of money in grants and you didn't get uh, X amount of money in loans and you can pick which one you want to take. So actually I got very, very lucky and I, my second year, so my dad paid for basically one year of NC State and the other, the second year, I got $16,000 for that entire semester. No, sorry. The two semesters of that year. It was really nice. I, it's like, my dad was off the hook. I didn't have to pay for it. It was kind of awesome. It's like they split it $8,000 one semester, semester and then $8,000 yeah. the other semester. And people might think that's a lot of money, but when you know your classes cost anywhere between five and 6000 that leaves you with like Yeah, just to 2, give you an bucks. idea, it's like a, like a 6000 6, per semester in NC State and it then 1000 yeah. in Wake Tech, for example. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah. And then also books, like if you have to buy your own books, which is all the time, 
Yeah. That's another maybe at NC State, it might be another $1,000, maybe more. Depends how many classes you're taking. It depends what books you're buying. Really, all that money that you think is a lot is just going to go like really fast. It's going to go like that. Yeah, go, going to college is a big decision, bro. I feel like it's it's kind of challenging because you got to invest your, your time, your money, and then probably you're going to end up with debt. And then, I don't know, if you... You know, probably you're you're doing what you're doing, and then you decide, hey, I don't I don't like this career anymore. I want to go to a different field, and then you're gonna end up. You have to pay this this debt. It's not forgivable or anything, and then you gotta start from the beginning. There's a lot of stories about people still having debt after the the graduation for ten or fifteen years. They're still paying off the debt, just which, which is crazy. Unlike other places, do you have? free education in Bulgaria like after the high school how does it work I don't think it's free and I probably should know and it's kind of funny I don't know because I went to school in the states yes <laughs> so I never gave a shit although I've heard people talk when I would come back and kind of ask like so can you tell me about your university experience here in Bulgaria it's a lot cheaper than in America it's kind of socially accepted that parents help you pay yeah. for uh, college here Like you can go there and your parents will kind of send you maybe like monthly money to help out. Some people work, but it's not incredibly encouraged. Like most people, I don't think have to work while they're going to university. It's almost socially accepted that your parents will help you because you've, you've made the choice to go. So it's like they're supporting you in getting your degree and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I feel like it's Bulgaria is the same way as, as Morocco. Your parents still support you even if you're 25 or 26 and still pursuing your school. Unlike, unlike, yeah, unlike the United States where you're 18, you gotta get out and find a find a job so you can live on your own or you know. It just yeah, I've heard uh, many different stories about that because if you've been to Wake Tech, you must have seen plenty of people that are your age, like you and I. How old are you now? 25. Yeah, so I'm then I'm 26. So there's plenty of people that are our age that still live with their parents and like their parents support them through Wake Tech, even though I think if I was able to support myself through Wake Tech, then other people can too. Because I was like working at basically grocery stores, not making yeah. a whole lot of money, but also not spending it on bullshit. But True, some people I mean, are lazy. Some people just like it when mommy and daddy pay the pay the bills. And that's why a lot of people fail out of Wake Tech, actually. Is because that is, that is so true. So, uh, yeah, yeah, they don't semester, take it seriously. Yeah, you know, last semester I had this guy. He was he was studying physics with me, and he was he was originally from Wilmington. It's it's a city off um, next to the beach in in North Carolina where we live in. And he he rented a place in Cameron Village. You know Cameron Village in Raleigh, Hillsborough Street. If you go all the way to Hillsborough Street and then you turn left, then there there is a, there's this shopping center in Cameron where there is a big Harry Theater over there and a Starbucks and all that. Oh yeah, I know it. I know it. Yeah. yeah. I know so exactly. where there is Bricks Pizza, if you if you remember, there's this big residential building. Bro, there's only Domino's Pizza in my life, bro. I <laughs> know the only thing you know. <laughs> Domino's Pizza for life. Fuck other my boy. Fuck other pizza. Hell yeah. That's crazy. And he told <laughs> me that he was living here, and I was looking for for rent. And dude, it's so expensive over there. Just one bedroom gonna cost about fifteen hundred thousand yeah fifteen hundred dollars so one thousand five hundred over there and he yeah. was living by himself and his parents were 
paying for everything and they were giving him a credit card so he can spend it on you know the food and all that mm-hmm. and on the physics test he, he got an F and he was like wow this shit is so hard <laughs> <laughs> so fucking lucky i mean we have to work and then go to school and do the homework and i was lazy you know doing nothing and he's texting me at 2 a.m he's like bro what's up what you doing i'm i'm fucking sleeping because i gotta get out at 8 a.m this morning bro come on and then he ended up just leaving the class and then we catch up later and he go back. He he went back to wilmington living there now uh he gave up I think, bro. I think if you went through the struggle in your life, you build like a like a sort of immunity that is pushing you to study and to work hard, and you know, you know what I mean. It's mm-hmm. like an aura. You know, you want to succeed no matter what, yep. especially if you're coming from Bulgaria or Morocco or whatever to a first country where, when you order a book from Amazon, it came in the next day and stuff like that. Everything is so easy comparing to what you used to on the back, you know, mm-hmm. and back home. I feel like the American are not appreciating what they have at the moment, you know. I was going to say the same thing. I think we have a big advantage. If you're an immigrant, you know what's what's on the other side of the wall like yes, you know, in game of thrones you know so you know what's <laughs> going on there and you're living yeah. every day you, we come from outside the wall <laughs> exactly we're the white wall <laughs> we're the wildlings and we're coming from the we're running away from the white walkers yeah you know when the wildlings are hanging around with john snow and the uh the, the knights night kings uh, it's castle it's castle black yeah castle the black yeah those are us you know where <laughs> yeah we're like, we're like hey so this is nice we're like yes. this is nice thing it's like when the wildlings go down to uh king's landing it's like oh it's summer here all the time yeah this is yeah. kind of cool man i like that uh, bro yeah that that's exactly us you know <laughs> i was gonna say the same thing that you said that when you're an immigrant you're like oh this place is nice i should probably work hard to uh be able to afford all the luxuries that this place has to offer including education so you and i i think we're maybe a little more like motivated to do it Yeah. When some people are just born into money, you don't struggle. So you don't really feel the pressure. Challenges sometimes feel too much. And you're like, this is not for me. And then you just kind of drop it because mom and pop have the cash. Right, exactly. And yeah. also, I think that the concept of delayed gratification, when you know that, you know, you're, you're suffering now, you're working hard, but eventually you're going to succeed. And then you're, it's like you're investing in yourself. And I feel like not a lot of people have this concept of, not doing something now but getting more and more and more in the future which is mm-hmm. which is a key also i feel like that we're we're adapting even when you're when you're adapting in suffering you're adapting when you have a good life if you're driving every day a bmw then you're not getting any value of it over time after three months or four months it feels like nothing to you you know So, so the end goal should not be, be some kind of material stuff because you're going to end up adapting to it. So I feel like it's, it's, it's a bullshit thought to, mm-hmm. to set a goal based on my experience. Whenever I do something and I achieve it, I don't feel it anymore. So it's like, it's like done off my checklist <laughs> and I move on to the next one. And it feels like it's a vicious cycle. You know, you're just doing things over and over And you're never going to be satisfied over time. So I think that we should enjoy the process. Whatever you're doing, 
just you know fell in love with it do it if you don't want to do it don't do it but don't focus more on the goal because once you're going to get there there's nothing bro you know yeah that's a really good point that a lot of people like they understand oh okay i must suffer and feel pain cry about it and struggle but i'm going to get nice things in the end but they they look at it as like a, maybe monetary you know like oh i understand if i struggle i get money and I think it's really important to know money isn't, it shouldn't be the end goal. I mean, if you love money, I can't stop you. And if you want to make money, again, I can't stop you. But I don't think money should be the end goal. I don't think money in itself as a reward is that gratifying. I think it should be the process. Like you said, I think it should be you waking up in the morning and being like, if I'm doing what I love, I'll do the hard work. I'll go through it. And at the end, you come out with experience and like you said, this uh, adaptation, like this yeah. evolution, because you get more than money at the end. It's not like I'm a loser. I found a way to make money. Now I'm just going to remain a loser. No, most likely what's going to happen is you're going to evolve and probably not be a loser, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, well, I think money is necessary to a certain extent. Like once you reach a point where you you don't have to worry about your financial problems anymore, and then you got to focus on like I know that there is a limit like there is a point where if you reach it anything after that it doesn't contribute to your personal growth nor your your, your happiness that's it for example if you're making 70,000 a year if you made the next year I don't know 100,000 or 150 then your level of satisfaction and happiness is going to be the same so once you reach this goal then you got to focus on your personal stuff and what you love to do your hobbies <laughs> and all that and that's that's why i think money is necessary but not okay. necessarily the end goal it's not the end the end goal be all that you, you should aspire for you know what i mean yeah have you heard that story about a study where they took someone who won the lottery and someone who became paralyzed from the waist down they made this they did the survey and basically a person who won the lottery was just as happy as someone who had been paralyzed from the waist down. I think I want to say one year after the either the winning or the incident. Does that make sense? Do yeah. You follow it, me. It, yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. So it's like they both start from different places. Like one starts from extreme happiness, but then yeah. it goes down only, and the other mm -hmm. person starts from extreme misery and sadness, but it can only go up. Yes. So and then they meet in the middle. And to me that's incredibly interesting. To me yeah. that's very crazy. Yeah. That's it. that that's exactly how it works. I think that we are uh, we are animals that can adapt easily to things. If if I'm going to a cold weather, certainly I'm going to have a hardship dealing with it at the beginning, but after that my body is going to adapt to it and I'm going to be able to deal with whatever that comes next. So and and I feel like that this is also with everything in life, even with food. If you keep eating the same thing every day, I know you like it, but then after like day five or day seven, you don't want to eat it anymore. But in the <laughs> past, you... If you're a human, yeah. Unless yeah. also... Yeah, eating pizza every day. <laughs> I like that they gave us stuff for free. I think that was most of it. And also yeah. they offer like wings and sandwiches other than pizza so that was a big bonus. i remember i'm i remember one time i was talking with you and we were just fooling around and and some guy 
I think we Jason said that this order is is cancelled, and I turned toward you, and I was like, "Hey, this guy loves the employees. He's he's, <laughs> he's giving us the food for free." And then Marshall was like, "Hey, can you pull some box?" Yeah, dude, yeah. you did not like the joke. <laughs> yes. Oh my like, god! Oh, free pizza, and then the other guy's like, "Oh, by the way, fuck you, full boxes." <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. I remember those memes. They were the shit. This is what this this is you the made the best ones. We, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm trying. I'm not very creative, but I just oh, shut up. I think you're totally fucking creative as frick. <laughs> I do what I can, bro. Yeah, I do what I can. I'm so humble, so fucking humble. I know. Make some good content, man. Well, I'm I'm just doing whatever I feel like doing. Mm-hmm. I don't like pressure. That's why I'm sticking now for for one episode a week. And I know I'm not expecting a lot. Like I'm not gonna get famous or anything. But honestly, I'm doing it for me. To be honest, it's it's coming from a selfish okay. place, one hundred percent. I don't care whether people are gonna listen or not. But if they do, that's gonna be great. If they don't. I'm doing it because I love it. And the moment I'm going to stop having value from doing what I'm doing, then I'm going to stop because uh, okay. it's it's very important to be to be selfish in a good way, not selfish in hurting others. Oh, that's so sweet. Assalamu <laughs> alaikum. Assalamu alaikum, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like it. It's like, shukran. Oh, just, yeah, shukran, baba. <laughs> <laughs> well um, you know you know um i just saw a meme saying that if you're bilingual then you can understand more memes bro <laughs> shout out <laughs> <laughs> shout out to bilingual people yeah. well that's true i mean if once you can speak a language then you get more value whether it's songs or memes or whatever but it's you're more knowledgeable you know what i mean i i must say i don't really like a lot of bulgarian memes but every now and then a really funny one is going to come up and I'm going to be like, hell yeah, I'm so happy I know Bulgarian because I can understand this meme. But I feel really bad because I can't send it to Kelly because she's not going to understand oh. it. And then I have oh, to send it... it to her and then I have to explain it because it's in Bulgarian. Right. But sometimes sometimes a meme is not just the language but the culture as well. So you got to be deep into something you know, to, to understand it. And mm-hmm. if I say something to you and I translate it, it's going to be silly for you, but it's deeply, deeply funny for me because I lived it and I tried it and all that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I notice a lot of Americans sometimes don't get other countries' humors, but other countries get each other's humor a little bit. Depends on the you know religion, language, etc. But like I'm noticing similarities sometimes between Morocco and Bulgaria. Yeah. In terms us. of uh, of uh, the comedy and the type of jokes they're making and stuff, perhaps, yeah. Does perhaps. do you guys like have the same style of comedy in America? Like you can curse, you can say you know bad words culturally speaking and stuff, and you can somehow be become minorities and say this guy and this guy and all that, or there is oh, yeah. there is certain limits. Oh yeah, I think uh, a lot of Bulgarian. So funny, it's like Bulgarian white dudes are like. Fuck gypsies. I mean, women also say that. But definitely the minority group to pick on is gypsies, an easy target. And then profanity is definitely existent in our culture. It's a big part of it. But yeah. I don't necessarily see it as, as funny. To me, it's gross overkill a lot of the times. Right. To me, it's like you could have said this in like a more educated way, like a fedora guy, like the right. lady. Like, yeah. like tips the fedora, the lady. 
so I've noticed like stand-up is becoming sort of big in Bulgaria now. It's making its way. And my friend, my roommate played some for me. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, actually. It's kind of good. But you know what I noticed that I think is a mistake is they deliver their material so fast. I went to the beach and I saw some titties and then she asked me if I wanted to go for a ride. And I said, yes. And she took me to our house and I saw her. Oh, her wow. I see. Like her butt. And it's like just going and on yeah. and on and on. It's like going really fast. fast so I was like, yeah. I was like, this seems a lot more difficult than you just going up and using a lot of um, like delivery timing. Right. Like if you're like, well, yeah, it's like, very like, important if you're, the tone is important. Sometimes if you just make a silence or just stop talking, it's so funny. It's not just delivering jokes. One, yeah. One yeah. Sometimes one. the silence is the punchline. Yeah, it is. Like the silence is the funny. Yeah. And Bokans are like, what is that? They're like, what the fuck is that? They're like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Does, like, the, uh, does the English is the is the second language in Bulgaria? That that's why you unofficially. What's the second language? Or there, there is no second language? I wouldn't say there is. It's just Hollywood. Just Hollywood is responsible. So if for you go to university, the, the the main language is Bulgarian. You said what? If you go to university, you said yeah, like science and stuff. Do you? Hmm. I think it... so because I have another friend who is a girl and she studied psychology like me. Yeah. And we had overlapping knowledge that I knew only in English, but she knew what I was talking about when I tried to explain it. Because I, I think some of it is just, it's just you have to teach it in English. Part of it, perhaps a small part. But mm, I see. In Morocco, it's different. If you go over high school, then everything is on French. Oh, uh, yeah, colony. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, colony. <laughs> colony. That's what French did. Yeah, do you say Morocco differently in French, or like do you say it with an um, accent? Yeah, you say Maroc instead of Morocco. Oh, they don't have an O at the end. No, so just Maroc. Just Maroc. Maroc feels good. Have you, yeah. have you seen that meme where it's like Google Translator and then like something in English? Have you seen Star Wars? Uh, no. Okay, I'll just give you a different example. Gee. So I saw one with um. You know Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, so in the in the left side, it's like Terminator, and then you can hit the button, and it reads it out loud, and it's mm-hmm. like Terminator. Terminator. And then on the other side, it's it's in French, and they hit the voice button, so it's like Terminator, and then they play like the classic like French music. Yes. Yeah, and then they like have a picture of like the Terminator with like a baguette and like one of those French hats and like a cigarette in the Eiffel Tower in the background. Yeah. And they they do they've been doing that a lot where it's like Donald <laughs> Trump and it's like Donald Trump and it's like <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so they should do one with Morocco and it's like Maroc Maroc and, and then Oh man. Uh if only we had we had John in this podcast he would have not stopped talking in French. Bro, let me tell you something about John. Do yeah, you, have you spoken to him? Yeah, he's in France. He's in France yeah, exactly. or Barcelona or something now. No, he's not in Barcelona. Isn't Barcelona in Spain? Yeah, but he no, he's been around. No, he? no, I think he's in France only. Yeah, okay. I think I, I was going to do. I was going to ask him to do a podcast with me, but he made me mad with some stuff. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I see. We can my talk feelings, about it after the recording. My feelings are still hurt. <laughs> But I'll invite him eventually. I want to do one with him eventually. 
I don't want to yeah. embarrass him. I'm doing it for his sake, not so much for mine. <laughs> hey guys, well, it's gonna be yes. a good episode if he accepts it, and you can discuss it overall. Did you know what actually happened? Uh, because he went, he was supposed to go to France only for ten days. Yes, but he left. I think a month ago, like on the thirteenth, right when they were saying traveling is gonna be banned and you can't maybe fly out or for sure right. you couldn't from uh, other places to America and then. You could fly from America to other places, but I don't know if it was like guaranteed that you could come back or not. Yeah, well, I, I asked him about that because the last time we met was three days or four days before he he went to France, and I asked him about the ban and probably they're gonna enforce to to stop any flights coming from France to United States and vice versa. And then he was like, I don't know, I'm uh, I want to go there so bad, and then. Then now he's he's stuck in France. Yeah, he's now stuck there. He doesn't mind it. I know that much. You know, he's having fun, I guess. Yeah, kind of. Well, he 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 love it. I mean, I talk to him sometimes, but uh you'll never know. But there there's a lot of things to consider. Seeing their money and stuff. I don't know how he deals with that, but I know how he deals with it. Supports him. I made a joke the other day. I was texting him. I was like, "So listen, John." When are you going to tell your mother that you're not coming back to the States and that you're just going to marry this girl and you're going to become like a dairy farmer and never speak English again? Just oh my French God. all the fucking time. I can I totally like, see him like that. <laughs> right? That's what I told yeah. him. I was like, just tell me. I want to know. Just tell me so I can let your mom off easy. I can be like, listen, Mrs. Jewel, John's not, uh, he's not coming back. going to deliver the good news. Yeah, I'm going to deliver the good news. I'll be like, He's not coming back. And he's getting married to yes. some French girl. And yeah, John's pregnant. <laughs> oh, man. It's so funny. Yeah. The same thing happened with, with my friend, but he, it, was, it was backwards. He, he lives in, in Paris, and then he went back to Morocco to get married. And then he was, next week is the last day to pick up a flight. And then he was, he was jumping on the first, the last one, I think, the, the last one that went to France. And his wife stayed there in Morocco for some reason. Everything is, is man, bro, everything is, is messed up now. How long do you uh, think it's going to last? I think there is two sides of the equation. I think there is two answers, basically. Or there is two questions. When things are going to stop and when everything is going to open and open the economy, basically. But we're going to open the economy at july or august but it only gonna stop when they found the vaccine which is gonna be one year or one year and a half from from now that's probably true yeah but at least if they're they're working and flattening the curve and making things are, are at least you know a uh, few cases and few deaths then they can open the economy and make sure everything is going smoothly because the only thing that it's missing is is not making money. That's the big part of it. Especially yeah. if, you know, not working at a grocery store or anything like that. So all the businesses are closed. Nobody at home is requesting services. So the economy is stuck now. Yeah, I wonder how it's going to be here also in Bulgaria. I know a lot of people still go to work and things are sort of stable. Bulgaria is one of the best countries dealing with it. It's growing, but really slow. Like, yeah. 
really really we have it's a the same pretty thing, good handle on it yeah that's pretty good the, the same thing in morocco they handle it really well at the beginning they they stopped any flights coming from or or out of morocco and then um no 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 one is working and then you had you had to have a paper so you can go to groceries or do any essential stuff and then after that they enforced it by fees and things like that and now you see few cases day every day but there is also the thing about it's it's about testing when you're comparing two countries you can also compare the testing capabilities because america is testing a lot comparing to morocco or bulgaria probably there is more cases but since they're not testing as much then you don't see the right or the most accurate numbers yeah that's true i think we're just waiting on one of the big countries to make a vaccine and bail the rest of us out save us but yeah but at the same time you know it's the smallest countries that are having like the biggest i guess success at keeping safe you know keeping the thing outside the thing about this this um coronavirus is that everybody's gonna is gonna follow the orders and same quarantine and all that because let's assume that for example morocco all the countries is 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 following the orders and after a while they went through the whole curve thing and now there is no more cases and after that hey let's open the borders they open the borders the next day they have somebody coming from spain with the coronavirus and then everybody's fucked again fucking barcelona yeah fucking Spanish people like you know it's gonna be nuts because everything's gonna be good so you can open the or the, the borders again I, I saw this something meme. bro oh yeah tell me about the meme <laughs> I saw a meme about um uh, my balls <laughs> my sex <laughs> all of sex <laughs> so way back mexico decided to close the borders with with uh with america and then it was a meme about trump being mad that the virus coming from china and mexico and then it's it's a mexican name so it's corona so you know mm-hmm. he hates mexican yeah then then coming from china so everything all at once and he gonna be fucked by that immigrant virus he's like the fucking immigrant virus <laughs> Yeah, the Chinese virus. Some people were Ch- like, "Why are you you saying the Chinese virus? This is this is not respectful to the culture." And he was like, "Hey, you came from China. This Chinese virus wow, wow, came from Trump's Wuhan, like, China." Trump's like, "I'm a man of science. I'm just doing the math. Fuck you." Like, no, and also, dude, the guy is so you cannot control him. And then he was like, "I feel good about you know the uh, chloroquine." Know, the uh, medicine for malaria some people yeah. say that it's 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 good for coronavirus as well but it's not yeah. being tested on the lab to to know the side effects and all that and um some people were like what are you going to do about the chloroquine thing it was like i feel good about it you know i ha- i have a big hope for this one you know what just take it and some people were like how come you're saying that and then the head of the uh, coronavirus task force was like No, we did not run any tests on that. You cannot prescribe it to people. We should wait. It was like I will open the economy by Easter. <laughs> I can't wait. Easter is a good day. Easter is my favorite day. We're yeah, it's my open. favorite. I love it. Then. I love it. I love Easter. We're gonna be fine by then. Like, 
<laughs> I uh, part of me is like this guy's fucking hilarious. I mean, you can be mad at him, but the guy's fucking funny. Like, yeah. he's freaking hilarious with all the like crazy shit he says. Yeah. Let me mention something, and then I think we should wrap it up because I don't want to make it too long. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you were saying, uh, what were you saying? Something about people respecting the the government the and listening to orders, something yes. like that. Like, yes. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something about that. I haven't ran into a lot of these people, but I am. I mean, they're pushing my buttons, bro. They're grinding my gears. People who are like, the people in power are part of the mafia and it's like this global world order and yeah. the reptilian people are running everything and they should just come out of hiding and, and just let us know they exist and call the whole thing off. And they think it's fake. They think everything's fake. They believe in reptilians. They believe, <laughs> like, they believe all this bullshit. They're like, don't listen to the government. They're full of shit. This thing's going to blow over in like four more days. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Same team. Jesus, you're blood. fucking us. You're fucking us. You're killing us. Yeah. You're a fucking idiot. Well, <laughs> this is making me laugh so bad, but you the know, reptile people. A, no, not that. But there was a woman in the car, and she was going to the church, and it was going to be a lot of people meeting and stuff. And this reporter was like, "Aren't you afraid from the coronavirus?" And and she was like. I'm safe. I'm I'm going to a place of prayer. Jesus is gonna save me. Blood, Jesus, my blood, or something like. That. It's like, dude, you're fucked. <laughs> it's like everybody is gonna get it. Everybody's like in close proximity. What about social yeah. distancing? Oh man, Simo, let me tell you something. This is gonna weed out the really stupid people. If we're lucky, it's only gonna kill all the really dumb people. Yeah. What about homeless people? How are those guys going to get protected? And how the hell are those guys not going to spread it around once they get it? Dude, the world was not ready for, 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 for this. He just came uh, on a sudden. You, you know, know who wasn't ready? LA. Los Angeles was not ready. You know why? Because they have like 50,000 homeless people. Maybe 60. Yeah. Maybe 90. Man. Dude, I don't know. A lot of fucking homeless people. Those guys, It's like a, an apocalypse waiting to happen with all the homeless people just infecting anybody on the streets. Yeah, it's like a time Legit bomb. zombie apocalypse. Some people were like, come on, 2019, come back, please. We want you. <laughs> I hate it every year. They're like, oh, this is going to be my year. And every year yeah. they're like memes about how this year is going to suck balls. Right. But this one was so like, crazy, bro. Like This like, one's legit. But I'm yeah. like, okay, what? you should wait until a year is actually full of shit. And then be like, oh, that one year was shit. Remember when everybody was hating on 2016 because like a bunch of celebrities died and everybody was yeah. I'm like, where are you at now? Where are you guys at now? What happened 2016 haters? I bet you wish it was 2016 again. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, the I, funny part is that the, uh, the, the coronavirus was spreading like when it was officially released that there's, there's, a, there's a virus going on in China. It was, it was 1231. Uh yeah, thirty one, thirty first of uh, December two thousand nineteen. So it was uh, right at the beginning of of the new year. It was like, hey, I'm here. We can all give fuck. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm the, you know, like the gimp from uh, Pulp Fiction, the guy in the leather suit. Mm, no. Did you ever see Pulp Fiction? No, I did not. Oh, it's okay. Never mind. <laughs> you should watch it. If you got all that free time, you and Iman can watch it. I'll do that. Tell her. Maybe she's seen it. I'm only watching you. Tiger King. 
if there's only like six episodes, how many yeah. times can you watch it? <laughs> if there was a meme, it was a meme um, circling around saying, if you told me that I'm going to be watching a guy, um, a gay redneck driving a truck and playing with big cats and you're going to be stuck at home, I'm going to, I would never believe you, you know? because <laughs> the situation is so absurd <laughs> the whole thing like unimaginable yeah i think we're gonna wrap it up bro right yeah i think it's a good time to wrap it up and um i mean look i really appreciate you coming on and helping me fill an hour and a half and i would be happy to come on yours if you ever decide to do like an english version separate from the other one Yeah, yeah, if you need my help, I'm your guy, dude. Just let me know. And Perfect. I appreciate you for coming on. Thank you so much. Right. Let so, me know when you take us off the recording so I can speak humanly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get off the, the hook. Rest out. Yeah, get off the fucking, like, like, I was telling Kelly, I sound like a newscaster sometimes. Because if you listen yeah. to the other podcast, I'm like, so let me ask you this, Tom. Take us away to news. Tell me about blah blah blah. Like I sound so fucking robotic. Like yeah. so like I'm like I'm gonna like I'm on the fucking tonight show or something. Yeah. It's like Jimmy Fillin like or some shit. Fillin? Jimmy Filin? Jimmy Filin? That's his name. I already stopped recording, so I'm not embarrassed about his name. I don't think so, bro. I think it says wreck. I think it still says wreck. Yeah. No. Oh.